Listener Production. Hey darlings, it's producer Carly here. Today you are going to hear part one of two episodes we recorded with Chloe and Elle's favourite psychic medium, Rebecca Mayhew. Part one, this episode, is Chloe's reading and you'll hear Elodie's in a couple of weeks from now. This reading is for entertainment purposes only. It was recorded in the spirit of fun and we hope it lands that way. On with the show. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen. And me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. All right, guys, well, welcome back to Darling Shine. Today we have Rebecca here who Chloe and her mum actually put me in touch with when Chump first started because she is like the most well-renowned psychic medium, I reckon, in Australia, but also undercover. Like you, your client base is out of control. You are booked out. Like when you try and book in with Rebecca, you often don't get in for like literally over a year and a half. Yeah. Exhibit A here. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, I was like, I need to see Rebecca. And it was like a year. It was a year away. But sometimes I feel like you, it's like when you're reading the text messages, it's like you must get like, oh my God, no, I really have to prioritize this because I've got, it's, I think sometimes you've said to me, like, I felt like I had to get you in immediately because I had something to tell you. And That's I'm like, oh, thank God, because I couldn't wait freaking two years for that. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Oh, well, glad to be here. It's been amazing to catch up with you guys over the years. We've been so excited about this one. So you call yourself a psychic medium. Could you please explain what that entails and what the difference is to that and say a clairvoyant or like, could you please explain the different types of <laughs> healers and spiritual people that connect <laughs> to spirits and things? Well, goodness, how long have we got? There's so many of us and we all do random, different, interesting things Um, and everyone has a bit of a combination of stuff that they do as well. So when it comes to the spiritual side of things, there's lots of different things in the sense of just the pure psychic readings and since you're tuning into things and then you've got healing, which is energy healing and either body work or kinesiology using muscle testing. But... With psychic readings and healings and things, so psychic is the energy of downloading and processing information from spirit. Psychic energy is tuning into the body, the aura, the flow of what's going on within the energy of the person that's in front of you or the thing that's in front of you. So psychic energy is the physical energy or the aura. So the aura energy around your body is actually the personal space or the vibe that you get off someone. So when you walk past someone in a cafe or a movie theater or something, you get a vibe and an energy. So psychic energy is feeling the energy or getting an impression of them or, you know, when you walk past someone, you kind of get that vibe of I do or don't like them or you kind of like, you know, um, don't have that connection with that person or you really feel drawn to them. Like that's psychic energy. You're feeling the energy of someone or you're getting a flash of a color. So mediumship is downloading and connecting with your loved ones on the other side or your spirit guide. So it's kind of like uh, little thought bubbles of things coming in, visuals, 
or words or impressions of them or, you know, seeing them or feeling them. So it's outside of your aura, impressions of people and guides and loved ones on the other side. So then you've got channeling, which is the using your spirit, using your throat like a megaphone. So you actually get to connect with like angels and all kinds of beautiful spirit guides and the Buddhas and Mother Marys actually will do some channeling through you. So sometimes you might notice mediums or spiritualists like actually changing their voice sometimes. It's actually a little bit um, freaky sometimes, like their voice lowers or goes high and low. So they actually wow. use words like Esther Hicks or Deepak Chopra or Eckhart Tolle. They actually use channeling as a flow and it's like their spirit using their wow. throat like a megaphone. It's actually really interesting. Or you channel through words like you guys, I'm sure, when you're talking online, or you talk to each other, like you kind of have that, like, oh, that was a pe- good piece of wisdom and it just came through and it's just like, oh, I don't know, where did that come from? It didn't sound like me. That's channeling. Sometimes you think, wow, that came from a whole different part of the universe. It wasn't me. You know, actually quite a lot of people do that kind of stuff. I usually call that verbal diarrhea. Yes. Like the subconscious. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, wow. that would be your lovely ones on the other side, your angels, kind of going, oh, blah. Yeah. But was it a point in your life or did you just know ever since you're a little girl that you had kind of this superpower to connect or was it something you taught yourself to do or? Bit of a combination. I was actually thinking about this this morning and I saw my mum this morning and she used to say that I had a special spirit guide um, energy that when I was really young called Jessica who was my invisible friend and I used to make her set the table when I was, since I was like four years old <laughs> up until I was about 10 every night because Jessica was coming to dinner. So that was my first spirit guide. So I guess I connected in with spirit and energy before then. Did some Reiki, some healing Reiki attunements when I was about 20, early 20s. And from that, the energy of Reiki, which is a healing technique that's Japanese, it just supercharges your connection. So it downloads wow. and really attunes you to spiritual energy and from that and doing healing, it just started to drop in and I was realising that I was getting impressions or visuals and things from that and it just kind of escalated from there. So you think that over time it gets sort of stronger and once you kind of knew that you could tap into that, are there things that you can do to kind of kind of amplify that and it's not like you're getting better at it but just getting more in tune with it? Yeah, it's like a radio that's not quite on the radio signal. Like you kind of align your satellite dish to like universal energies and find ways that work for you to connect with that. So it's like having a radar on your head and you've got to attune yourself to it more because it's naturally there for everyone. Some people have it a bit more than others and naturally empathic and feel other people's energies and get an impression of it. So like sports ability or musical talent, everyone has a bit more of something like Alex. He, had, he was special at lots of things, let me tell you, as you, I'm sure you know, but he had that energy of really having that pizzazz around sports and things like that, like it was, pizzazz is probably the best word actually. So we all have something that we have a flow and an energy with and that's actually how it all just works. Like you have that ability, it just naturally comes to you and you figure it out. But you do work with it through courses and groups yeah. and a teacher or that kind of thing. It's like tuning a piano you've got a tune gift as well and that's just practice really more so than anything else so one more question is I just want to know how do you when you're out and about in public like you said at the cinema and stuff how do you switch off your like third eye and not not say absorb the energies or like read people's minds 24 7 it's 
it's a hard one and it is something that is probably one of the most important things that everyone do, but particularly sensitive or energy people do, because half the people on the planet actually empath or suck in energy that they don't need from others, their relatives and randoms in the street as well. But it's really about sort of finding a way to kind of, whether it's doing some visualisations, wearing crystals, there's things like bush rare essences, crystal essences, or a soma that can cleanse your energy. But it's kind of like visualising or putting a bubble of energy around your aura. So it's like putting a... Protecting. Kind of like bulletproof glass around you. So we don't realise how big our energies are. And even from across the room, sometimes you can get a sense of people. So it's like putting a cloak of like an invisibility cloak on, like it's mostly through visualisation or grounding or crystals or that kind of thing. So it's whatever works for you. It's about having an experiment with what feels right and how it works and how you feel comfortable shifting your energy. Because it's like mud. Like, you know, you walk past Mm. someone that's muddy or you hug someone that's muddy, you're going to get energy mud and you need to wash it off. So we've just got to find a technique that works for us to wash it off and, and cleanse. I remember the first time when it when I saw you and I actually came and saw you in person. I think it was probably it was actually before I met Paul or I had just maybe met him. So it was would have been in 2012 or 2013. And I actually came and sat in the room and I remember you're like, whoa, your aura, it's like so big <laughs> and so open. And like I've seen lots of psychics and all that sort of jazz, you know, in the past 12 years, obviously trying to find not trying to find answers, but I was just so interested and so intrigued about it. And I really just like, I obviously with the the baby stuff, I've been trying for four years now. And so that's kind of where I always go. But the one thing that you told me and the only person that's ever told me something that I'm, I've stuck with the whole time is you said to me, you did, you couldn't quite put your finger on what my future partner was going to do, but you're like, he's got a huge personality, this guy. You you were just saying, I, I can't quite put my finger on what exactly it is, but he's going to be something big. And at this point, he wasn't DJing. Well, like he was DJing, but not like he wasn't DJing professionally. And you also said, which is the one thing that stuck with me, is that you're going to live all over the world. And at that point, I was thinking, how on earth is that going to happen? I'm living in a wow. shower. And you're like, no, I just see you literally living all over the world. You just don't have one home base. And that was the one thing that forever has stuck to me. And now sitting here and, you know, thinking back on that, I'm like, you were so right. I don't live in one place. (laughs) It's wild, hey. Yeah. That That couldn't be more accurate. And I remember as well when I met with you, I think it was probably 12 months ago or it was in the February of last year, and I think I had just found out that I was pregnant and I wasn't going to tell you. I always, I feel like people must go into psychics all the time trying to trick them, yeah. trying to like see if they can pick <laughs> up on it. <laughs> it's like a game. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to tell Rebecca this. I'm just going to like sit with it. And then literally in the reading, she's, you're like, um, are you pregnant? And I was like, bang, <laughs> she got it straight away. Didn't yeah, even you have to tell like. Them. I usually don't even tell them my real name. No, I mean, obviously, I, that's what I mean. We're going to try and trick you, but trick yeah, you picked on it. Obviously, sadly, it didn't work out. But yeah, you are have always been very, very, very bang on. So no tricking with this chick. No, you cannot trick Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to think that it's not tricking. You know, it's hard to trick Chumpy because don't you reckon he had a good radar for people? Because I'm just the mouthpiece, and your people out there, they're the ones that are coming through with it really strongly. 
And mind you, good luck holding Chumpy back because he's, <laughs> you know, he's got the vibe. <laughs> I can't wait to get into it. Everyone does say he comes through really, really strongly. And he, lots of people tell me now, like, whenever I was around Chump, I just felt like I never wanted to leave him. He gave me the best energy. Like he had just had the best presence about him. And I mean, yeah, it's not something I've really realised until he's been gone that so many people said that. I'm like, oh, I didn't, he didn't realise he had that special, like he obviously had this this kind of ability too that he didn't know he even had to tune into. Like he could have probably worked in the field a little bit though. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. That energy of having that pizzazz, that vibe, even if it's tuned into sport or music or something sort of along those lines, like that actually is that creative energy that is spiritual as well. Like it's just used in a different way. Yeah. And I think so I'm sure he had a damn good radar for people and a good um, doofus radar kind of thing and it's just used in different ways. It's the same kind of energy. Yeah. And like I think when it comes to music and writing lyrics and stuff, he would write the craziest shit and I'm like, Actually, where did you pull that from? Like, I don't know how you thought of that, mm. you know? And it's like comes from somewhere crazy in his mind, someone he's connecting <laughs> to. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get in. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I guess let's like. Yeah, let's get into close reading. Have a listen um, of what you've got to say about me. I'm very intrigued. It's a it's a really interesting energy for you at the moment, I like. You know how you said 11-11 just before? You might see some of that, those kind of symbols as well because... I have it on my wrist. Oh. She sees them all the time and she says it out loud a lot, whereas I'm like, oh. And then lately I've been seeing it a lot and I'm like, fuck, maybe this does mean something. Absolutely, and it is because any kind of numbers that mean something to you, like 11-11, you know, 3-3 three, three, or three of them or four of them together they actually have different meanings. Like there's number sequences, things you can Google to have a look at yeah. it. But 11-11, a lady came through, your mum's mum came through when Elodie said that. Yeah, like, that was pretty much the time that she passed away. In Yeah, that's why it's on my wrist. That's her going, that's about me too. So she was oh, kind God. of pushing the guys out of the way going, hello, I'm here as well and you know people. That's my number. Yeah. yeah. And she's not a Janice or anything, but she's a J or a G, like John Jan Jude. Judy. Okay. That she wigs me out that she knows. Jude. Judy. I'm actually a very demanding medium because I'm like, we've got so many players here. At least, you know, if you're going to come and talk to me in my head, you know, come and introduce yourself, it's courteous. Don't be rude. (laughs) You know, you're not just going to allow someone to walk in and go, hey, and then I'll actually say their name. So a hundred percent. Most of the time they're pretty good. Sometimes I'll say hi to everyone else and not about themselves, but um, Judy's apparently being polite and obeying the rules. So she's saying that that's about her as well. And she just wanted to acknowledge that that's an important symbol for her. But it is a symbol of moving forward and help for you as well, Chloe. So it's she wants to not just make it about herself mm-hmm. and then at the time of the passing. So ones are all about new beginnings, new things, and that's actually very much the theme of your life at the moment of really fine-tuning what's coming up. So she's actually wishing she could be more physically there. Like you had a good connection with her, but she's also giving me a sense of, She's a, she's a really beautiful soul, 
absolutely agree, Mum. She actually cracks me up because she's just got this fun, interesting energy that she's saying she honours your old soulness because she kind of was quite humble, but she could also be a bit cheeky in in many ways as well. <laughs> she she just made me laugh because she just said, you know, with our boisterous family, I was going to say crazy, but she said boisterous, and I think mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, she's trying to, it's like herding cats sometime, like I'm, I'm with you guys and your brothers and sisters, but I'm hanging out with you. So she's saying that mm-hmm. she bounces around your family mm-hmm. quite a lot. She's saying she ma- is managing her husband. Who's the M sound? Murray. My pop just passed away a few months ago, yeah. So he's with her, hopefully up there. See you around. Absolutely, because she was like, I'm here and the actual, uh, it's always really interesting how they say it to me, like their tone of phrase or how the word, the words they want to use. And she's like, tell your family I'm managing Murray. I'm sorting <laughs> him out. Don't you worry. Because your mother's been talking to her a lot and she's like, your mother talks to me a lot. Oh. I'm saying. <laughs> you just tell her I'm hearing her. I'm hearing her. I am. She doesn't need to repeat herself. Repeat button. (laughs) In in a good way, she's just teasing your mum. Tell everyone he's okay. He's still in spiritual hospitals, getting his sea legs up here, but he's okay. (laughs) He's actually very dry, granddaddy's like. (laughs) Uh, He just laughed and said, um, the women are speaking as always. You know, I'm barely getting word in edgewise here. He would say that. (laughs) So he thinks it's actually funny that he's talking because it's so not his, you know, real his thing. But he was actually open to it, funnily enough. But there's so much love, like you can't help but tease because there's so much love there, kind of thing in that sense. So they had their moments, your grandparents, but there's there was that real camaraderie and loyalty there. So he's made it onto the other side. He's totally fine. Oh, something interesting there. Uh-uh. Uh, so when I shake my head, I'm asking him a question because well, the symbol that he's giving me is is interesting. And um, no. there's a little bit of paperwork issues or also deciding about what to do with his ashes or remains or something sort of along those lines. Yeah, there's definitely paperwork issues for sure. Because <laughs> he apologised about the chaos. Yeah, there's chaos. But I, I'm I'm a grandchild, so it's in it's in the children's hands. But there's definitely... Paperwork. Because mm. he kind of went, say. sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, also, bye. He's like, oops. It actually, you're 100% correct. It's not for you to sort, sort out or get in the middle of in the sense of you don't need to be challenged or drained by that. And no. he's like, don't, they're like, don't worry, we're on it. Interestingly, there's a bit of a message around that being something that will bring things to the surface could be at times a bit challenging for, you know, the siblings come together yeah. and the, but also that there's probably things been bubbling beneath the surface that need to be said or expressed. So he's, yeah. they're like not always fun, but I just sprinkle the fairy dust from the sideline. Don't, don't, you don't need to get involved. Like, yeah. So it'll sort itself out there on it, but it's going to be chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really like Paul. Like that sense of <laughs> no ball colour he brought to the family apparently. Yeah. So with that really good heartedness and all that kind of stuff. So they're saying that he he was a lot of fun in the family. 
for them as well. So there's an appreciation of that. So let's have a look and see where they're going. Uh, so they're very much together and they're okay. I've also got Tyrone your dad's sign as well. Now, also, they're not identifying themselves because, you know, your grandparents on your mum's side have firmly got a microphone, but that's the usual, apparently. That's a Chapman. I mean, that's the macaroni thing. That's a mum's side of the family, for uh, sure. I, I, I was like, are you passing the microphone? And they went, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yes, I don't feel like they're going to get much airtime there. That's funny. Okie doke. So um, there's a big shift and change, not just in the, it's not even about where you're living, but what you're actually focusing on at the moment around, not just things like emotional stuff, because you and Paul have been generally solid. It's just that there's a re, almost like a rebirthing new beginning energy around your relationship, which it's to do with what, um, what you're dealing with next and the decisions that you're going to be making. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the hormonal stuff that you've had some bumps and bruises with. What are they talking about? Because I'm just scanning your energy at the moment. So it's not major full-on health issues, but they're saying that there's bits and bobs of things that are coming to the surface to be addressed. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. They're workable. In the fertility realm? In the fertility realm, but they're saying that there's other influences as well. So let's have a quick scan. I'm not dying, am I? No, we're not uh, actually. Okay, okay, good. To, to be to be quite honest, I actually double checked. When they okay. say this kind of stuff, I double check that stuff, Shit. and they say no. But it, it, they did say rebirth, so it's like an emotional and okay. like rebirthing your life yeah. to up to the next stage. But I do check those kind of things just in case. But okay. I'm not getting any like cancer okay, energy good. just for the record. Okay, good. Not ready to go yet. No, don't worry. Not ready. Believe me. I'm sure we get a, a heads up. You know, if yeah. any of that kind of stuff was happening, because you know, clearly grandparents and chumpies onto it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a feeling of finding and working with some different techniques and things that are going to shift and ground. Because they actually always say that when the person's ready, the practitioner comes, or the person mm-hmm. comes to sort out the issue or the challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of tummy stuff, and there's no diabetes or anything there, but there's a, it's hormonal, adrenal. Some of the fertility, or you're deciding about other factors, about uh-huh. other things, or other ways of doing things. Yeah, in that sense, at the moment. Yeah, um, and they're saying go for everything as much as you can. Like uh-huh. explore the options because there's absolutely yeah. another connection. Then they're being a little bit vague because what happens in my head is when they're vague, I'm like, "Hello, anymore? Don't be vague." I'm like, I'm having an argument in my head going, hello, more more detail, please. They just roll their eyes because I hate the word sort of kind of, yeah, now maybe. And I'm like, that's not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm noticing them being vague and I'm like, we're not having any of that. So let me just have a love a bit of a yeah, now. Yes, but it's not helpful with spiritual energy, which is because I like to be as detailed as I possibly can. And that's the thing, free will sometimes changes things and that's why they do a bit of yet now because it's like you could do this but here's another option. It's a little bit of free will coming in here. But the energy of this new change for both of you, 
it's a sense of, you know, what's next around kids, family, what you want to do, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And when they're saying what's next, is that they're saying that there's two or three options that are in play at the moment for you in, in the sense of what how you want to express the family energy. But it, it's been a little bit emotional for you and Paul as a couple. Yeah. But don't you feel yeah. like you've moved through it? Oh, yeah, we definitely have moved through it. Like we're for sure a tight, tight, tight unit. Like we're as in like the worst place but in the best place. The worst place emotionally but the best place as a couple for sure. It's like bittersweet. Absolutely because they're really proud of cohesiveness around it. Interestingly enough, when it comes to his side and some of his grandparents up there, they're actually referencing that there's a real pride that you guys are not just connected, but actually finding solutions and looking at things outside the box <laughs> kind of thing in that sense. It feels like it. there's a uniqueness around how you're going to create the family and the energy is still there. But are you making some decisions about what to do next around? I had a big surgery in March in San Fran. Apparently I have like Ashman syndrome, which is like scarring of my uterus. And they were meant to be of like, apparently have removed it all, but pretty much since then, I've never had period issues, never had anything. And pretty much since March, my whole like cycle and everything is just completely all over the shop, doesn't work properly. Like I get pain. And like, so when I go back to Oz at the end of the year, I need to go see like another doctor and try and get like a 50th opinion to be like, what's going on? Because like, I don't want to put another embryo inside me and like it not work because I've, you know, had seven, I've done IVF seven times now and I'm just not willing to have it rejected again. Like I just, I've only got three embryos left in Australia. So, you know, hopefully one day I can carry my own baby, but in the interim, like I can't do it emotionally. Mm, absolutely. And when it comes to, to that, because they're saying that I noticed that before they said, chuck everything at the wall and and go for it because this, and even though they said rebirth, it's really actually about a change and a shift. The pride and the, like, amazement of how you guys have dealt with this and how you're pushing through the spirit world and your relatives and your spirit guides couldn't be prouder. So the rebirth energy in this new vibe of recreating family because I noticed they said there's the uniqueness around you're gonna how you're gonna create your family and there's no particular wrong or right answer because these these children that we've always seen for you they're still here they will find our way I mean look at what you guys have done to create this connection and let's face it Minnie was going to find a way like she if she was going to balls herself through some kind of connection in, in that energy to push through. And that's the energy of these children as well. This energy that's coming through for you. Go for everything because the it's an interesting way for them to put it. They're saying the time frame is collapsing. So what that means is is don't, don't delay putting all the options out there or getting that stuff going for yourself, but also for because the kids are so strongly connected to you and Paul, they actually really don't give a crap about whether they come through Joe Blow here or wherever. 
That's cool. Their energy and their connection is so strongly energetically connected. It's to them, they have no care about that. It's an incubator energy and there's no separation or difference to them about how they come through and how connected they are to you. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I was checking before about health issues and the fertility stuff, when I look at what you've got going on in there, it's like a the scar tissue energy was a little bit heavier than I would have liked to look at. Mm. I'm checking it quite carefully to make sure I'm not seeing any big lumpy cancerous kind of stuff. And they said no. Mm. And when it comes to the genetics, that's why I think they said that there's what you've got going on there. It's somewhere in the family sort of, but it's not hardcore genetic. Like it's not coming through and it's going to come through for your sisters, for example. Yeah. So when I, when I look at it, it's there's still a flow and an energy there of having the ability to go there, but uh-huh. you've got to feel really right about it. So when it comes to the journey of having a child and, and carrying it, absolutely perfect you know, energy and scenario would be that you'd be able to. And at the uh-huh. moment they're saying with some fine-tuning and some work, and that's why they said there's pr- yeah. other practitioners coming. Yeah. And it might be someone yeah. that can give you a bit more of a, broader picture yeah. but when when I look at it that's kind of where they were going with it and it's like a bit okay I'm just coming yeah. I don't give a crap whether it's with Joe Blow or someone because it's just they keep repeating it and I, I notice myself repeating these things because it means they're putting that in bold because um, okay. not only is it about you and Paul because <laughs> not I mean can you imagine and I, I'm sorry they're actually wow that was really cheeky <laughs> it's actually a really interesting way to put it. I'm sorry to jump around here. I'm just double checking how they want me to express this actually because I'm like, I'm like, guys, that's a bit controversial kind of thing. So I feel like I have to like tune them down a little bit because they're a bit cheeky in my head. They actually said the person that comes through to potentially hold a child for you guys, let's just say they're going to pick very carefully so can you imagine they will find the right person that's in alignment with you, that will be in that resonance connection? Because otherwise, you know, that energy of that child that's potentially coming through, if you're going to do someone else, like working with someone else, it's it's going to be perfectly in alignment mm-hmm. in that sense. And that there won't be a disconnection. I know that it's hard to get your head around in the sense of it feels like you're going to have a disconnection, but absolutely not. This energy of this this child, I mean, they... Their energy is so strong, it's you won't feel as much disconnection as you might anticipate. And do you feel like that I'm gonna prob- I'm gonna have to do more rounds of IVF, or do you feel like that the three that I have there are gonna be sufficient? One of them's gonna be the one. There is there is one, at least one, maybe two there. There's two that are saying there's there's an okayness there and of yes, we can do this. And I think mm. with the current ones that you've got. One of them's, the word they're using is, it's not as viable or slightly degraded. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, it might give you some anxiety around it, but don't worry about the doctors picking the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. your child up there, they're all over it. They sort it mm-hmm. out. I mean, mm-hmm. I keep referring to Minnie because, like, like, she managed to sort that out. Do you think your child's going to be any less interesting? 
<laughs> I can't wait to see what little crazy monster comes comes to cho- chooses you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the energy of what coming through with that, like they will make the right things happen at the right time in that regard as well. It's such a, a shifting, amazing journey and you're going to make it happen. Do you need to do more egg collections and things? There's a, this is a little bit where free will comes in because we've always connected with two for you. Uh-huh. And the, the energies of those two are still there. Uh, the second one is what we call an optional child though. So yeah. it's like, yes, you could have us, but if you feel like it's too much to uh-huh. do or to go through the whole process again or oh my, all that kind of thing, then that will come through in some form, uh-huh. whatever ways yeah. most beneficial for all of you. So there's one that's definitely coming through no matter and what. The second one wants to come through physically as well for you biologically, but if you decide to go, oh, no, it's too hard, they will still find you. Uh-huh. So these kids and, like, even Minnie as well, like, they've all been connected in other past lives, other connections up there. So you're going to make it happen. Uh-huh. And the good thing about it is is that when they said the rebirth of your life is coming through now, it means you're right on the end of that journey or the negative journey or the heaviness God. of it because unless you really decide to hide yourself under the bed and push that time frame out, that's where free will comes in is that you could co- close down and sort of not put that energy out there. But if you continue to do what you're thinking about doing in the time frame and moving ahead, absolutely, like you're, you've done the hard yards. Yeah, go home and get that shit sorted. I mean, even though like no matter what I end up doing with like however I'm going to have this baby, like it was always in my mind that there's definitely something wrong with like my uterus and like I'm not going to just like sit there and just be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, one day it will sort itself out. Like I feel so strongly, like I'm very after everything that I've gone through, like I'm so in tune with my body. I even before you said that there's something major wrong, like I actually know that there's something wrong, like and it's actually gotten worse since this surgery I had in March. It mm. wasn't even like closely whatever's going on right now, like the, how I'm getting these pains and stuff like that. And I've said this to, and it's very hard for people to understand unless they feel it. Like, you know, I can tell Paul I'm in pain and I'm like, there's something going on. I can tell Elle I'm in pain. There's something going on. But like from the outside, I look like I'm a pretty fucking normal person. So it's just really difficult to explain how I'm feeling and like I'm glad that I've had this conversation with you to kind of give me that kick up the ass to be like, no, there is actually something major wrong got there going on, get it like looked into it. It feels like there is going to be things that you can shift and work with, shift okay. this and work with this to make, to at least work with the inflammation side of things and the pain side of things to get that so you're not on a, a monthly basis suffering in mm-hmm. that sense. Yeah. Um, so it's workable but at the moment they're saying that there's other things that can be done uh-huh. um, to to manage that. Can you ask them to be more specific? <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it's there's a hormonal treatment. There's, it actually feels like it's like if you're peeling off like burnt skin yeah. that's actually kind of all scaly. There's yeah. something about like, whether it's laser or whether there's like a particular treatment that will allow that to be renewed for lack of a better way, but there's actually like a treatment of some kind that's like whether it's a DNC or yeah. laser or something to break up the scar tissue. Yeah. 
It's just so oh. bizarre because what I got done in March, that's what that was meant to be, like with this amazing doctor and, yeah, whatever. But I guess with this with this syndrome that they're calling it called Asherman syndrome, it's basically like built-up scarring because I've had four miscarriages. Every time they've scraped and done a DNC, they think that my lining's like susceptible for scar tissue. So it's like built up and built up and built up and built up and stuck together. And then that's what this surgery was meant to do, completely scrape it. But depending on like how bad it is or was, sometimes it takes people quite a few goes to actually get it back to normal. But at the end of the day, scarring, scarring. So I don't know. I'm like definitely excited to go home to Australia and like get to the bottom of it because it's just like frustrating me now. It's just like annoying and it's painful and it's just like it really makes me feel that I, you know, eventually one day I would love like my dream is to have my own baby, carry my own baby and I just feel like right now there's just like no way I'd even want a baby to try and implant in there because I just does not feel right whatever's Mm. happening there. Uh, It's not just one thing. So it's not Mm. even about having multiple scrapes. It's more along the lines of, there's other elements to it body-wise that can manage and it's kind of like when you're looking at burnt skin, like there's things that can soothe it to make it easier. Mm-hmm. So there's people that are, you're going to find that can help you to manage or work with that. Okay. So even if it's like multiple layers of different things that can be done, there's you are on the journey of finding that. But when it comes to any kind of fertility and any kind of baby energy, Absolutely, there's, it's like go for every single option and the pathways will start opening like so you can get that all going so you're not having to wait another five years mm. until, oh, maybe yeah. we'll do surrogacy now. So it's like a sense of the, the journey's coming yeah, and you're going to go towards all of those things and in the meantime your body's going to fix itself. Mm-hmm. That rebirth energies. Imagine yourself butterfly out of the chrysalis, burning of the ashes, you know, of the phoenix. Just and like finally the right. door has closed nearly of this yeah. hard part of the journey. Four years yeah. later, it's taken. Absolutely. And and that's the thing is that that's a real credit to you, to you, but also to you guys for working with this and working through this because working with it, being aware of it, healing it, talking about it and paying it forward like, that's actually shifted the energy and it's a grief process of being normal. But let's face it, no one, you know, with big energy like you guys is going to sometimes do things normally. So what's normal, right? So it's the grief of the normal and you're going to find the perfect flow of how to resolve this. And it's here. It's coming. So you're not meant to be stuck with this for the rest of your life. You are going to find people and connections that can make this happen. Yay. It's even, I mean, timeframe's a little bit loose, but even as soon as towards the end of this year, early next year, like there's going to be multiple people that are going to come in with that. Yeah. So it's not going to be absolute, this is it, but absolutely there's huge flow for new, new beginnings. They just keep showing me the rebirth energy, like you're doing it. Okay. All right. You know, you're rebirthing yourself and your relationship to bring the kids in. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you're popping the head out right now, so you're good. <laughs> wow, bang on. Bad analogy, but <laughs> at oh. 
So the flow is there, you're moving forward. But I think that's why your grandparents were very much about don't get involved in anyone else's drama because you, you don't need to be involved in that as well as this. If anything, oh, yeah. this stuff that's yeah. happening with your granddad passing recently, it's actually that's a cleansing process. Mm-hmm. So kind of like your family stirring the bottom of the pond at the moment to clear mm-hmm. the energy and that's hopefully clearing. Well, it is clearing a lot for you as well and your sisters too. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cooper. Yep, uh-huh. that's my brother. He's. Uh, what did what did your grandparents say? They said he's a ship that sails himself and sails yeah. his own journey. Yeah, that <laughs> was it. He is. Because I'm I'm saying your grandparents. You keep referencing the sisters, and I'm like, what about Cooper? Is he like over there? And he's like, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, but uh-huh. but he'll. He'll pop in and, you know, sprinkle the fairy dust of random wisdom here and there. Yeah. He's a bit chumpy. Yeah. Yeah. He actually is a little chumpy-like. Yeah. So so there's lots of energy shifting. You're doing it and absolutely don't lose hope. Yeah. God, I know it's so – I try not to, but it's fucking hard. Uh, Absolutely. It's been a long ride. And that's the thing is, you know, you really would have to work hard to stuff it up because these kids then are going to make it happen in some form. Thank God for them. They're coming. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, they want to be connected to the energy as well. Like, why wouldn't they? Well, Well, yeah, I'd love it if you guys were my parents. You basically are. Uh, Plus, they're, they're, there's a particularly, is that a girl or a boy? Because I keep seeing a girl or a boy. There's a little girl there that's quite ballsy. She's like, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, sorting that out, keeping Dad in line. Yeah. He, he thinks he's going to be the strong dad. Yeah. Wrapped nah. around a little finger, don't you worry about that. Oh, like, oh, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm excited to see that one. I know. It's so funny. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. So, well, I can't oh. wait to see it uh, all happen. It's going to be I know, very same. fun to see. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. I know you always, like, I feel, especially because it's been such a long journey, I, I these days I'm so scared to have, like, readings and all that sort of stuff just because I'm just like, fuck, what is, is the out? You know, I just, I'm just so question, questioning the outcome so much recently, but you always, I feel like, work out a way to just make give it such like calming and positive energy for me anyway my absolute honor and pleasure